Love this podcast? Support this show through the ACAST supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. In Houston, Texas, back in 1965, concerned neighbours called the police to conduct a welfare check on married couple Fred and Edwina Rogers, who hadn't been seen in days. Police arrived at the house and after knocking on the front door many times, they eventually kicked it in and searched the house, including the fridge and freezer, which contained numerous bags of what appeared to be meat. The police assumed it was hog meat, a common protein found in many Texas homes back in the day. Sadly, it wasn't pork at all, but rather many pieces of Fred and Edwina's dismembered bodies. The crisper compartment in the bottom of the fridge contained the worst bits of all, Fred and Edwina's severed heads. According to the medical examiner, the dismembering was a fairly neat job. Not surprisingly, the couple's only child, 43-year-old Charles Rogers, became the instant number one suspect. Charles was a random dude, a bit of a recluse who still lived with his parents and who only communicated with them via notes that would be slid under his bedroom door. He rarely left the house and was only seen on a handful of occasions by neighbours in all the years they'd lived in the same street. But before the police had an opportunity to speak with Charles, and despite a huge manhunt that ensued, Charles managed to disappear and was never seen or heard of again. A book written about the murders many years later alleged Charles was emotionally and financially abused by his parents. In fact, it was Charles who owned the house they all lived in, and it appeared his parents had been forging his signature on documents transferring deeds of title to many properties that he owned back to them. Charles was officially declared dead in 1975, so we'll never know who killed his parents, even though it seems most likely it was him. But the point of starting this episode is that Fred and Edwina Rogers were murdered on Father's Day in 1965. And since Father's Day is looming here in Australia, this Sunday, the 6th of September, a huge shout out to all the dads listening. I hope your day is a little cheerier than that of Fred and Edwina. I'm Tori Hodgman, and welcome to the Smooth Criminal Podcast. Now, clearly over history, many dads have committed crimes. Ted Bundy, Charles Manson, Fred West and Jared Baden-Clay, to name but a few. But that's not what we're looking at today on Smooth Criminal. Today, we're looking at dads who committed crimes that pretty much puts them in the running for Worst Father of the Year. Contestant number one for Worst Dad of the Year is Sean Weimer of Detroit, Michigan, who is a responsible man as far as he knows not to drive when he's been drinking. Where he failed, however... He wanted some snacks from a gas station, so he got his nine-year-old daughter to drive him there. In court, Weimer admitted it was a mistake to have used his child as a chauffeur. I mean, I guess at least he felt some remorse. But it's not just in the US where dads have asked their kids to drive. This time to India, where another nine-year-old, but a boy, drove his dad's 483 HP Ferrari F430 I think that's 483 horsepower, Ferrari F430, at his dad's request for a YouTube video. The dad was charged with endangering the life of a child and also allowing a minor to drive. 
And back to the US, where another contender for worst dad of the year, Mr. Randy Lewis, had knocked back 15 beers along with some other liquor at a party when he realised he was too drunk to drive home, so he asked his 10-year-old son to do it. Turns out this 10-year-old was a bit of a lead foot, reaching speeds of 90 miles an hour on the drive home and ultimately crashing his dad's van. There were two other kids in the van along with the dad and fortunately all of them only suffered minor injuries. Lewis was charged with drunk driving, even though he wasn't at the wheel, but he was an intoxicated supervising adult. He was also hit with charges of reckless endangerment and child abuse. And still on cases involving dads and cars, this one from Mexico is a rip-snorter of a tale. In October only last year, motorists on a highway in Zapopan were absolutely horrified when they noticed a fast-moving SUV with a toy car strapped to the roof with two little kids sitting in it. And even worse, it was absolutely pissing down at the time. Other motorists managed to get video footage of the kids trying to shelter each other from the rain and also the wind due to the SUV travelling at high speeds. Although I was unable to find the outcome, the dad driving the SUV was facing numerous charges and many people on forums where the footage was posted were pushing for him to also be charged with child abuse. And in the Sydney suburb of Waterloo in Australia in 2017, a man was charged with drink driving, dangerous driving and resisting arrest after he was pulled over driving erratically with a 10-year-old boy sitting on his lap. According to the report of the New South Wales Police Motorcycle Response Team, the kid was actually the one steering the car at the time they were pulled over. Now, deadbeat dad blew an alcohol reading of 0.248, more than four times the legal limit. Isn't it interesting? You need a license to drive a car, but you don't need a license to have children. You might remember back in our triple O or 911 episode, we had a case where a dad called emergency services because his son refused to find a job. Well, in this next story, another candidate for dad of the year took his son to work. Now, that concept isn't unusual. Heaps of workplaces have bring your kids to work days. But maybe when you're a criminal and you take your kid with you while you try and rob a pet shop, probably best not to take your child along. But even worse, the criminal got caught because he fled the scene with the stolen goods but left one small thing behind that led to him being identified. His kid. All the cops had to do was ask the kid his dad's name and off they went with the boy to catch the dad. And if you thought we could only find a tale of one dickhead thieving criminal dad that would do something so stupid, think again. In Bautzen, Germany, only back in June of this year, a 29-year-old man shoplifted only $5.56 worth of goods from a supermarket, but after going through the checkout, he triggered an alarm and fled the scene, stupidly leaving his 8-year-old son behind at the supermarket and once again making it very easy for the cops to identify this fabulous candidate for Dad of the Year. But this story gets even better. Whilst escaping, dickhead dad fell and his injuries were so bad he was taken to hospital where he was also later arrested. In Tennessee, a man who'd committed numerous burglaries and had terrorised the suburb of Nashville for months was ultimately caught because of his meticulous records he kept of every burglary and also all of the items he'd stolen. Robert Shul Goddard, age 49, 
made the fatal mistake of leaving the notebook detailing his crimes at the last house that he burgled. But how did they catch him? Well, it seems Goddard had even stolen his daughter's journal to use as his notebook and it contained her details, including full name and home address. The cops came a-knocking and Goddard was charged with felony burglary and theft charges. Now to a story of a dad-to-be. In recent years, a trend with expectant parents is to hold a gender reveal party. Usually they invite friends and family over, everyone gathers around, and then they pull some kind of stunt like popping a balloon or cutting into a cake, and then the colour inside will indicate whether it's a boy, blue, or a girl, pink. John Sterkle, aged 26 of Nebraska, decided his method of the gender reveal would be to fire a rifle at an exploding target that was full of blue chalk. However, things backfired when concerned neighbours called the cops reporting gunshots and when the police attended the property, they arrested Sterkle for setting off an explosive without a state permit. And the penalty for this crime? A hefty fine and up to one year in prison. Still in the US, this time in Michigan, a dad received a call from his bank about possible fraudulent activity on his credit card. And it turns out it was his 18-year-old daughter who'd used his card to make a pretty costly purchase. Now look, while most dads would be pissed off and would probably ground their kid and maybe even explain to them that what they did was wrong, this father proceeded to press charges, with his 18-year-old subsequently being charged with felony fraud. And even though the matter ended up settling out of court, that 18-year-old was facing at least one year in prison. Earlier this year in St. Petersburg, Florida, hang on a minute. A dad arrived home to his $4 million penthouse to discover a burglary was underway and the quick-thinking man jumped on and tackled 30-year-old Terence Hoover, who somehow managed to wriggle out from under the super dad and escape. A few days later, Super Dad was able to identify Hoover in a police lineup, and a week later he was arrested for burglary. According to police reports, Hoover was a most unsavoury dude, with a rap sheet that included prior convictions for domestic violence by strangulation, aggravated battery, burglary, aggravated assault with a deadly weapon, and kidnapping and false imprisonment. But the best part of this tale is that Super Dad is the dad of a world-famous singer who no doubt was very proud of her dad, as he would be of her, his daughter, Taylor Swift. Thanks for listening to the latest episode of the Smooth Criminal Podcast. Please make sure you hit the like buttons, subscribe to the podcast, share it with your friends, and even leave a review if you can. And until next time, stay safe and remember, don't get hit by, don't get struck by, a smooth criminal. Happy Father's Day.